just three black kings giving our thoughts to society from politics sports music and whatever subject fits the need we ain't trying to make a grand we ain't trying to make a band we just want to know who's bands i'm so Welcome to the Who's Man's Podcast. What up, though, everyone? Welcome to episode 26 of the Who's Man's Podcast. I'm your host, Ron the Don, a.k.a. Mr. Taylor Mate. In the building with me, I got my man, Conrad. What's up, beautiful people? It's your boy, that fella, Connie. And we're here with another episode and ready to dive in. But you know what we have to do before we... You start the episode out. Someone has to tell y'all their new identity for the week. So let's hear it. How are you, my brothers? This is Bleak Gilliam. If you don't know who I am, you're too young. So why don't you go somewhere with your little young self? Uh, And y'all want to say it with me? Y'all ready? Yeah, good. Let's do it. Okay. I don't know what the fuck you talking about, dog. <laughs> what do they always say? What do they always say? I was Mo going better. To see what you did. Yeah, that's what I was gonna. Mo better. Is Mo better? <laughs> Y'all too young. Y'all too young. Uh, I guess so. Because Mo better makes it Mo better. Oh wait, Mo better Shout blues. Out to Denzel. Yeah, I saw that like uh, at state. I can't. I don't remember too much of it though. Man, I need to see it again. I'll talk about it soon, but y'all already knew like Denzel was the goat. Uh, you know, I only I only rep you know the best, so Denzel's on my team. Uh, so shout out to my uncle. <laughs> you wish I'll talk about that soon. How are you guys? <laughs> How are you guys? <laughs> <laughs> what you up to, Conrad? <laughs> oh man, my weekend was. Very, very relaxing. Um, didn't do too much of anything. Uh, just kind of laid around uh, Friday. Finally got a chance to go shoot some hoops. And Saturday just was lazy. I don't take naps, but I took a nap, which was really weird. Um, so, yeah, it was just a laid back weekend trying to catch up on sleep, which is that can never happen, but it felt good. Um, yeah. How about you? How about you, B-Shot? Man, so I had like a low-key lit weekend. It was fun. Friday, I had the the blessed opportunity to go see... Um, if I didn't mention her last week, I am so sorry. But she's one of my top five. Uh, I had the chance to go see the great, amazing... God is all up in her. I can't believe she can do what she can do. Fantasia. Alright? And I don't care what you guys say. That girl is amazing. I went to her show on Friday. Uh, It was like a a different show for Fantasia. It was more so jazz. And I went by myself. (laughs) I was probably the youngest person there. (laughs) I sat between two groups of like 50 plus year old women. Uh, I was kind of disappointed they didn't hit on me at all, but uh, <laughs> man, I had an amazing time listening to Fantasia. Just, just my God, she makes it look so easy. Ah, it was amazing. 
And then, like, the other part of my weekend, and I'll give him a shout-out now, and I'll, maybe I'll even do, like, an early drink to that, to um, Spike Lee. I had, without even knowing it, I had, like, a Spike Lee weekend. I finished his uh, his new show on Netflix, She's Gotta Have It. Um, then I went and watched the movie, because I had never seen it, of she got, She's Gotta Have It, which is his first movie that he ever made. And I, my God, that movie was ahead of his time, definitely. Uh, then I watched uh, Mo Better Blues. So if you were one of those young people who has no idea who Bleak Gilliam is, that's my uncle Denzel in the movie. And damn, I watched, I watched like a few more. I watched uh, She Hate Me by Spike. It was just a lot of <laughs> damn. Did I do anything productive? I don't know. <laughs> but shout out to Spike, who's been doing it for so long. He always. I watched a few of his interviews that he did promoting this new show, and I loved how he just said, "Like, look, I'm doing this for our people. I want every single job on my set. I want it to be, you know, have some type of representation of our people." And I just think it's dope. Like, I I don't know if you guys ever do this, but I got lost, like, in the Wikipedia rabbit hole. And I just start researching everything about uh, Spike. And, I mean, down to the fact that Spike had uh, came out with one movie and only allowed black journalists to interview him throughout the whole promotional campaign. I just think that's dope. And I know he can be problematic and he says stuff he knows he shouldn't say. But shout out to Spike. What about you, Ron? How was your weekend? Man, I look he had like a real washed up weekend. Like when I say I, I fell asleep at about 9.30 on Saturday, dog. You ever had one of them days and you wake up and you're like, damn, I just wasted a whole Saturday night. <laughs> <laughs> I and then don't even care. Right, <laughs> you yo, put like, the cover back over you like, oh well. Yeah, you know, no one ain't even mad. <laughs> but before I did end up passing out, uh, me and my girl, we was watching that Hey Arnold movie that came out. I don't know if it was earlier this year or maybe uh, last year. But did y'all ever uh, last catch year. that? Last year. Excuse me? Last yeah, the Hey Arnold movie. Come on, man. The cartoon? Yeah. Must be you lying. They came out with a new Hey Arnold movie? Yeah, dog. They found his parents and everything. Spoiler alert. Look, <laughs> 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 like, it's dope. I want to say, like, what would you think of it, Conrad? I really liked it. I, hey Arnold was my uh, all-time favorite Nickelodeon show. Oh top my five. God, really? Top five 90s show. So. Yeah. Right. Wait, Hey Arnold is your favorite 90s cartoon? Yeah. Uh oh. Not d- on top of Doug. Tom, on top of uh, Tom and Jerry following real close. I would definitely take Hey Arnold over to, uh, Doug, no doubt. Yeah. Well, Doug went hard, and that was my middle name. Rugrats went harder. Ooh, Rugrats is tough. But I still might go with Hey Arnold. Rocket Power. I didn't mess with that one that much. Yeah, I never got into Rocket Power. Yeah. Man, have you guys gone back and watched those episodes today? Oh yeah, Nick and Night, man. YouTube. Yeah, man. It's, <laughs> man, I cannot believe some of the stuff I was watching. <laughs> like, you catching jokes that you can't believe you heard back then, dude. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> wait, I saw some type of like um, 
thread where they kind of went through Rugrats and there was like, this is all the stuff you missed because you were a kid. Like how Grandpa, whenever he would sneak away, he was actually watching porn. I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> I think they were saying how like the one dad was, uh, or one parent was cheating with the other parent. Yeah, I, like, I missed all oh, that. Yeah. How dare you? <laughs> I thought it was just about the little kids. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's a whole second layer for the adults that got to be forced to watch it. And now you get to see <laughs> exactly. it. <laughs> now I'm looking at my parents like, well, no wonder y'all enjoyed it so much. I thought, <laughs> thought we were just spending quality time together. <laughs> uh, what about you, Gary? What you been up to? Huh? What you been uh, getting to this weekend? You didn't listen to what I said? Oh, it's, 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 <laughs> I low key did. <laughs> I got You threw me off. I was like, "Wait, dang, did I? Did we stop recording? We recording again?" <laughs> <laughs> no, I only had to do that once. We ain't gonna say no name. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get down to business tonight. Who we need to call out in these streets? I know you got someone you want to call out. Uh, I got I got some uh, a few people. I'm gonna start out with the news we got this past weekend, and I just want to ask who's in charge of um, the college football playoffs. I still don't get it. I guess if you win a championship, if you're in a conference and you win your championship and you're um, a top 10 team all season I guess it's not worth being up there uh, but if you're a, a team named Bama you can do whatever you want so I just don't I guess it'll be a never ending battle with the college football system because to me I still think it's very subjective on who makes it in the top four uh, I still feel like there's still favoritism about who makes the top four Granted, yes, Bama is a great team. As much as I just overseeing them being in the Final Four, um, I don't know. I strongly feel that Ohio State deserved to be in there. Yes, they had a tough loss against Iowa, um, but still, I, I I just feel like if you win your conference, you deserve, especially like Ohio State being a top, like I said, a top ten team all season. And beating Wisconsin, which is, to be honest, I don't think Wisconsin really has the easiest route to the Big Ten championship game. So they really didn't. It's cool they went, what was it, 12-0 and 0 for the first half? How many? Yeah, they went 12-0. and 12-0 for, uh, mm-hmm. for the first time in school history. But then again, they're not really playing much. But that's my two cents. Um, I don't even know who to root for, really. This college football, as long as I, I, to be honest, I would like to see um, Baker Mayfield take it, but we'll see how that goes. For the Heisman? Well, I think he's definitely going to take it Heisman, because the top four is what, Bama, uh, Clemson, Oklahoma, and Miami? And Georgia. No, no, it's not Miami, Georgia. So, I'd like to see... Georgia, Oklahoma. 
but we'll see how that goes. But anyways, another thing is, how in the world does the University of Michigan have a New Year's Day bowl game? Man, that ain't some bull. I don't get it. And then, to top that off, Oh, wow. <laughs> this, <laughs> this dude named Harbaugh, whatever, he, he decides to tweet basically trying to come, trying to throw shade at Coach D, which I don't know why you'd ever come after Coach D. Like, I don't understand why you'd ever do that. But Coach D'Antonio just states facts and people get salty, like Michigan fans. And he replied back to a question on, I think it was via Twitter or it was a quote, and they were asking him basically how he felt about the bowl game they got and why Michigan got that bowl game they didn't. He said, the record show... Um, so I'm just going to keep focusing on beating Michigan, which he's done. Um, so Harbaugh replies back with saying, so Coach D's comment on continuing to focus on how he can he can beat Michigan. And he's like, congrats on turning turning around a 3-9 and team, plagued with off-field issues. Good for Big Ten to have him back. Like, look here, boy. <laughs> Get Come him. on, Conrad. Get him. Get him. <laughs> like, Get him. That has not. He's he's a, he's beaten you every. What is it? He's one for five against Michigan and Ohio State, right? Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yeah. I don't know how he still has a job. He's supposed to be considered this QB, the whispering. What what do they call him? The QB whisperer. Can't find a damn QB to save his life. His mom would call him Jim. I would call him Jim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, stay in your, hey, stay in your lane, coach. Once you beat Coach D, then you can talk. But right now, you don't. I don't think you deserve anything you've got right now. You basically went unranked and got the best, one of the best bowl games, like to be on TV on on January first. Twelve o'clock game. People might be sleeping because they got lit the other night, the night before. But still, you gotta. Ain't <laughs> nobody gonna be watching. But still. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Like, well, I think <laughs> that's what y'all want. Well, I, just had a, I just had to call him out. Um, but we'll wait till next year because that's y'all model. So we'll keep it that Ooh. way. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, um, probably lost a couple of fans, but. It is what it hey, is. Hey, hey, we ain't want you in the first place, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll take it where we can get them right about now. <laughs> Man, but I do feel you on, uh, I was one of those people watching on Saturday night. It was a great Big Ten uh, championship game between Wisconsin and Ohio State. And, you know, I thought... I kind of felt like Ohio State was going to win. They were the favorites all week. Like, I kind of felt bad for Wisconsin, to be honest with you, because here they are undefeated. I don't think they were ever ranked in the top four, if I'm not mistaken. Or maybe they were this last week. But I felt like all year, everybody just kept saying, like, oh, they don't deserve to be here. They haven't played anyone, which is true. (laughs) It was true. But, hey, they got there, okay? And they get there, they play a great game against Ohio State, 
and Ohio State. Ohio State win. Ohio State wins. Uh, I'm still a little salty that they beat us like they did a few weeks ago. Uh, but I don't even know why I'm bringing that up. But I'm not. No more. Uh, but I thought, I'm like, Ohio State did what they had to do. They have, they had a very tough schedule. Uh, yeah, they had a, a ugly loss against Iowa earlier this year. Uh but they did what they had they did what they had to do down the home stretch. And to me, Alabama did not. They lost the game against Auburn. And I thought, like, well, that's that's it. Yeah, they only had one loss, but they also took themselves out of the chance to go to a bowl game. And I just knew that Ohio State was gonna get that nod. Kind of similar to, I know it's a little different, but similar to what Michigan State did uh, two years ago when we won our Big Ten game and made it in um, after not being in the top four all year. So I thought that they were going to do the same thing. Like, I've heard the the argument on both sides, and I, I kind of get where both sides are coming from. Obviously, Ohio State, they won their bowl game. They had a hard, harder schedule or strength of schedule. They should be in. Alabama was top two all year. They lost at the very their very last game. They should have gotten in. Um, I even heard someone say, like, why the hell? Like, it didn't matter if Ohio State played on Saturday night or not. There was. It sounded like the committee was didn't care about that game. They had already made their decision before the the whistle was even blown. So I don't know. I, I if I were if that were Michigan State in Ohio State shoes, I would be pissed. Oh yeah. It's not so I don't care. <laughs> but <laughs> it's not so I don't care. I just think, but I get why you guys are mad. I just look at it at this if let's say Ohio State was like the number one team this whole time like Bama and they lost to like Michigan or us or whoever they took that L Oh, they took the L to Iowa. There would be no debate that they'll not be in the top four, even if they won out the rest of the season because of just that one loss. So that's why I'm like, there's favoritism because I would feel like Bama with that one loss, it wasn't a, I'm not, granted Auburn's a good team, but they weren't anything that crazy to me this year. And they beat Bama, big rival game. But I would expect them, people to be like, well, Bama's done. But I feel like just because of reputation, Nick Saban, money, <sighs> Anyways. I mean, you you definitely gonna get a lot more viewers out of a Alabama Clemson game than you would a Clemson Ohio State game. And I was even thinking, and I feel like I don't like thinking like this, but you got to bring up the fact that for the past two years, the Big Ten has scored zero points in the playoffs. <laughs> so <Ouch. laughs> I feel like that goes into the d- decision some, which is not fair, but it does. And, it did happen like two years in a row, so, zero points were scored. So, so it was a new year. <laughs> I'm gonna be like a Michigan fan. <laughs> 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 Anyways, uh. Michigan State will be there next year. That's all I'm saying. Hey, we're going to be out there. And fuck you, Harbaugh, all right? You and your punk-ass brother, all right? 
Who did the Lions lose to this week? Baltimore. Yes, I know. Your dumbass brother. But you know what? That's your parents' <laughs> problem, not mine. All right? And Lions, get your shit together. How how many years do you just want to continue being, ugh, like, ugh? We don't even have nothing to, like, we don't even have a glory date. We got, like, a player that we remember in Barry Sanders. But we don't have, like, glory years. We don't have, like, oh, remember that time we were this and we did that? We barely even have playoff victories that we can remember. Like, oh, my God. Like, every year y'all just going to, like, just be trash? Ugh. And, like, <laughs> ugh. Like, downtown Detroit, they done made it pretty for y'all. They done remodeled your little stadium. They done gave you little little, little money in, in um, uh, I don't even want to say your name, the quarterback. And I don't, I don't even care to think of it right now. I know you're injured. I feel bad. Okay, I hope you get better, and I hope it's not serious. I hope your hand's okay. Uh, but still, we didn't gave you all this money, and yeah, I can't – you can't win. Damn, like you couldn't make the playoffs this year? Damn. So sick of y'all, dude. I'm sorry, it wasn't even about the Lions, but every damn – you don't understand, I've been on this earth for 30 years. For 30 years. And I got people who've been here longer, I know, because y'all probably listening. But for 30 years, I ain't had nothing to say about my football team. And it's probably going to be 30 more before I do. That's the sad part. Damn. Damn. I mean, y'all don't feel my pain. It's all right. We can move it. on. Let's oh, move on. I, I done got pissed off. <laughs> I'm getting hot over here. Let me take <laughs> take the sweat shirt off. <laughs> just every damn year, y'all, y'all just and the, the thing that okay, one more thing. The thing that pisses me off is that y'all figure out new ways to be trash every year. Yeah, one year, yeah, y'all like we gonna be the the trash of the trash, and we ain't gonna win no games. <laughs> That's how we gonna get them. It was like, okay, all right, we'll be the first to do that. So we check, check mark. Then it's like, oh, we got these new players. We going to start off well and then be trash, okay? And and every scenario that we can't make the playoffs, we'll do that. Okay, all right, check. Okay. God, every damn year, y'all figure out yeah, a way. But let's not forget the classic, we going to start off trash, warm up during the middle of the season, get your hopes up, and then finish trash. That's the And you know Detroit don't get that much good news. And don't let us win a few games back to back. We talk all the shit. (laughs) (laughs) And then here come the Lions like, nope, nope, nope. (laughs) Quiet down. (laughs) We're not gonna (laughs) chill out. We're not gonna score any more points. We're done. (laughs) For the season. Uh, They probably had like the dopest vacations with the Lions team. Like they probably book it a year in advance because they're like, no, I'm I'm free during this period. That's playoffs, right? I ain't gonna be. No, I'm free. (laughs) Let's travel the world, okay? Get that discount. All right. All right. But yeah, go state. Let's go ahead and switch it up so we can get you back to normal before you overheat. Can't stand them. All right, I got something else I want to talk about. So this who's man isn't really someone that I feel like has done something that's like super wrong, but I've just been hearing a lot of different opinions on it. So I just kind of wanted to get y'all opinions on it, y'all thoughts, and maybe we could figure out if it's one of our mans or not. So did y'all hear that Joyner Lucas uh, song that dropped a couple weeks ago? I think uh, I'm not racist or see the video. 
So if, real quick for anyone who may not have seen it, you can check it out real quick. I think it's like a seven minute video. The artist's name is Joyner Lucas, and the name of the song is I'm Not Racist. Basically what you get if you watch the video is a white dude and a black dude sitting in like a warehouse. I don't know why they're in the abandoned warehouse, just them two, but they're alone. <laughs> having a conversation at a table, and basically they're both stating their case, quote unquote, for why they feel the way they feel about the other one and why they don't feel like they're racist for having those beliefs. Or, you know, but that's just gist of it. Check it out to get some more details. But I'm going to leave it at that. What did you guys think when you checked it out? It took me a while to watch that. Um, just because as soon as I started watching it, I was turned off <laughs> by the first couple of uh, lines. So I wasn't sure it was going. <clears throat> but everyone... So, like, the first time I watched it, I saw it, I heard it, and I was like, nope, I'm not watching this, I'm done. I'm yeah, they need to put a disclaimer on it. You know, let us know <laughs> that this like, is not the white dude uh, who's was like, actually saying the N-word. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, well, I got If I were him, I would put the disclaimer out there, like, that is not me, okay? <laughs> yeah, leave me alone. Oh, man. So, I, I was like, uh, I can't do this. So, then, that was, like, when it had just... Um, come out on like social media but then i was like it's got to be something good because there's too many black folks retweeting this for it to be the way it started i feel like everyone who was black should have been pissed like not even trying to watch it and sarah was like you know watch it till the end so i watched it till the end and um i, I actually liked it uh it's it's definitely stuff we hear it's nothing new, I guess I would say. It's nothing new to what we hear every day. That's why I was like, as far as it being like hyped up for what it was, um, I think it was just hyped up because of the, the way it was introduced than what was really said. Because everything that's said is what we hear every single day. Um, and I, th- I think the way he did it, now that I actually watched it and finished it, was clever. But... I feel like if he wants to attract more people, he does need to put that disclaimer on there. Um, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was pretty powerful the way it ended. And I think I see what his message was trying to be. Like, you know, there's two, I kept saying there's two sides to the story and we got to sit down and hear each other out. Um, the only thing I was kind of like, eh, about was, like you said, the things they were saying. It was like as if he was saying, I'm not racist, but I have all these stereotypes about you. But let's like hug it out at the end, in a way. And I, I can know his message was deeper than that, and I can see it, but I can also see how it was also people. Some people were, who didn't have a, um, a good taste about it, I can see why they thought that way. But I think overall for me, I would say it was a... It was a good start to a conversation that is what we've been trying to have all this time, but I don't know. Be shocked. Um, so it also took me a while to watch the video. <laughs> Quite some time. Um, I was going to say I appreciate what he was trying to do, but I don't know if I do appreciate it. Because I feel like I don't know anything about this rapper. I don't know this guy. I wish him the best in his career. I'm guessing he's trying to be a rapper. 
I just feel like this was like a cheap, easy way to get buzz out there and get someone talking about you. Okay? And I look, I fully admit that I'm coming from a place of ignorance, so I haven't heard any of his other music. I don't know if he's released other music. I don't know anything about him, okay? But if this is my introduction to him, I feel like, in a way, is he just doing this to get his name out there and get people talking about him so that hopefully he can have a career uh, in the future? And I'm like, are you going to continue rapping about social issues? Are you going to continue giving a voice to the voiceless? Like, is that going to be your thing? Or are you just doing this so that we can talk about you right now and now you're going to go make some meaningless music after this? Um, I thought the song, like, I, I thought he had a nice flow. The song was okay. I would never bop to it in my car or <laughs> download it. I wouldn't do it. And the video bothered me, okay? First, the white guy, just before you even say the word, kind of just scared me, and I didn't want to look at it, and then when I kept looking at it, and I heard the N-word come out, and I saw his mouth moving, that bothered me, um, I'll be, I, I, it, it did not make me feel, uh, like I would like to support him, or this music video, or anything like that, again, I wish him the best, but I don't know how, like, I don't know if he's being real, like if he's if this is really him. I feel like this is the e this is the per all you guys listening out there, if you want to get into like the music business, the movie business, or books or whatever, this is like the perfect time to write all your think pieces on oh why being racist is bad because everybody agrees with you, okay? And I feel like that's that's kind of makes me feel like this is what he's doing in a way. I apologize if I'm wrong, man. What's his name? Joyce? Floyce? <laughs> you didn't even <laughs> Joyce? You think his name's Joyce? <laughs> Wait, stop. What is it? Joyner I said Lucas. it earlier. Joyner Lucas. Yeah, Joyner. Joyner Lucas. Come on, bro. I apologize if, if I'm wrong, all right? I mean, I do think yeah. he... Go ahead, Ron. I was going to say, I think I view this kind of in the same light that I viewed uh, Kendrick's album... To Pimp a Butterfly, and not from a quality standpoint. Like, I think, you know, of course, there's different levels to it, like comparing an album to a song, but just in the same way, I feel like I appreciate the message this is trying to get across, and, yeah, I agree with it, but it's nothing I'm ever going to listen to again. I didn't even... It didn't make me want to go look him up on Spotify. Like, it was like, oh, okay, just another song to trying to really just speak the same thing that's being echoed. So I appreciate it for trying to, you know, spread that message in a way that may attract people who weren't trying to hear it otherwise. But it's just nothing new being brought to the table from what I'm looking at. I think um, I said I think the reason he uh, um, and I'm just speaking from what I would just looking at it that why he put that white guy on there first with the Make America Great Again is because a majority of the time not a majority of the time when we see that picture we already think we already know ignorance is going to come out. And then, yeah, it was definitely pur- purposeful that he looked exactly like And that. I think that's why he put that first picture on there, or used the white guy first, 
and also is to like you said Brian you were uncomfortable and and I think if he's um, and I think if he is trying to um, reach out to both races black and white or whoever he's trying to reach out to I think he wanted us to be uncomfortable from one side of the story and then on the other side feel uncomfortable for the other people who so like if you're a white person watching this and you've had those thoughts that guys had I guarantee you you're probably like yeah yeah okay yeah yeah, that too you're right he kind of is right right and then if you're a black person you're just like the fuck like and it's which is weird because there's nothing new from what we've heard but you still felt some type of way you felt like I'm gonna stop watching this like I'm not about to watch through this. So then it switches over to the to Joiner speaking on on behalf of the black people, and then now you're like, "Damn right, yeah." Say like you know what he's saying is right. Yeah, this is what we go through, and y'all have the right to say this. You think you have the right to say that, and then as a white person watching it, and you get to that point, now you feel uncomfortable, and you're like, "Well, shit, damn, okay." And it's like the flip, and I feel like that's what he was going for. At least that's personally how I think he was. So if that's the if that's what if that's what he was doing, then I think he did a good job. I do agree that that's what he was going for, but I think that the black dude's argument was pretty weak to me. I think that he should have had some way stronger points because it felt like at, the, at certain times he was just saying, you know, you think these stuff about us and we do these things, but we do it because of this instead of saying we don't actually do these things that you guys think about us. Like we're not all behaving in a certain type of way. It's like it wasn't enough actual, like, denouncing what the dude was saying and pointing out how wrong it was. And why, like, is there a need to... Like, okay, I'm, so I'm supposed to, like, empathize with this white guy. Why is he then... Like, why does he have to use the N-word in your presence then? If you two... Because to me, like, the video is me, like, they're having a conversation. So I don't know if I would have a conversation with anyone who would disrespect me in that way. So why was it necessary to, like, use that word while trying to get me to understand both points of view? Because I feel like... Because, like... Because I feel like in the... What we see on, like, with all these protests from, like, Trump... Um, supporters who are like extremists are in the same vicinity as a Black Lives Matter. That's how the conversations are at. I feel like, and that's what it, I don't know. If that's I feel like that's how he was depicting it. It wasn't. I don't think it was like your everyday, you know, Joe at work having a conversation with him because then that wouldn't work. I feel like I would have. If okay, if you were to do it over, like I'm trying to think, how would I? And mind you, this is your art, and I appreciate you for doing, you know, for putting it out there like that, okay? But let's just say if I had the power or the, uh, if I could give him advice on how to do it again, one, I would take away the Trump hat because right then and there, you are, I get you're trying to make people uncomfortable, but at the same time, and this is something that, a lot of people have to stop doing you're making all trump voters as if they're this one type of person which they're not 
Um, that's why Hillary Clinton lost the election, to be honest with you, because they turned them all into these uneducated white people with no sleeves who talk with the Southern slang when, honestly, that's not the case. Um, if you would have just had a norm, or I don't want to say normal, but a average white man in that spot, yeah, I would have changed some of the lyrics to make, to Ron's point, make the argument for if you're going to represent all black people, then I would want you to share the fact that you don't represent all black people and make it like that conversation. To me, that that would be a lot more impactful if it's like, oh, you know, Stewart, who lives up the hall, <laughs> I know Stewart. I can't believe he voted for, or I can't believe he believes or thinks that way, but I know Stewart, so I feel way more comfortable having a conversation with him than I do having a conversation with that, No, and I feel bad for the guy in the video, because he's probably a good dude, his name is probably Stewart too, but uh, <laughs> I, I don't, I would not be comfortable talking to you, okay, Stewart number two, so I'm sorry, but that, that would just, I would, I would change like small things like that, if I were him. So overall, how many stars out of five would you give it just for it? Quality, purpose, execution. Would you of, give it? You said out of five. Yeah, five stars. I give it a four point five. Ooh. Okay. It's almost a classic. <laughs> right? <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> what did he say? That's almost a classic. Damn near. In the source. Nah, <laughs> <relax>. <laughs> what about you, Shock? Yeah. I feel bad. I give it a I give it like a strong two and a half. Yeah, I'm leaning towards like a three, three and a half for me. Alright, well let's go ahead. I really hope though. Go ahead. Just really quick, like I really hope that and I'm not gonna say your name again because I already feel bad about disrespecting you earlier, <laughs> and I don't want you trying to come fight me because one, you don't want that, and two, you know that ain't like God. Um, but <laughs> like, I really hope that you take this and go somewhere. Okay, don't use this as like just a means of promoting yourself or me. And look, I know you are promoting yourself, but means of just putting your name out there. Like, I hope you actually take this and you add substance to everything that you release here on out. I would appreciate that. But would I buy it? Would I buy it? Maybe. You'll just have to find out, all right? (laughs) (laughs) We'll find out together, right? (laughs) All right. Let's go ahead and keep moving to the next section of the podcast. So this one... This section is called Drinks to That. This is where we like to send a quick shout out or show some love to anyone out there who's had a nice little accomplishment, doing something dope that they want to show some love to, or anything like that. So, I'm going to start us off real quick. It's going to be really, really quick, guys. I promise I'm not going to go in on this too much, but I think y'all know that yesterday <laughs> was a, pretty much a national holiday in the hip-hop community. The, the grandfather, the father, the uncle... Okay, it's kind of rude for you to say grandfather. <laughs> that's, that's rude, dog. I mean, he, he, wow. he could be a grandfather if we being real. He just started late. But we talking about Jay-Z. His birthday was yesterday. He turned 48, which even I'm not going to lie, I thought it was going to be more than that. 
I thought they were going to say like 52. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie, man. I thought he was like smooth and through like halfway through his 50s at this point. He's like, I thought you were on your way out of here. Good <laughs> <laughs> for you. <laughs> but nah, shout out to him for still doing his thing, making age appropriate music, and getting his life back on track after some recent transgressions we're not going to get into. <laughs> mm. You right, want to talk about it? Nah, we're not going to talk about that. What we are going <laughs> to talk about is something a little bit more supportive, I would say. And I'm not going to say positive, but a little bit more showing support. Y'all been hearing about what's going on with my man's Terry Crews? Yeah, so he's definitely been in the headline a lot these past few days, well, past few months, really, because he chose to come out against someone who sexually assaulted him, and he chose to remain quiet about it for a long time in the wake of all the things that's been going on lately with the current climate for people opening up about accusations from things from the past. He chose to come out against the guy who, um, I forget his name, but I don't even really want to even give him any shine or spotlight, but just say shout-out to Terry Crews one being willing to admit that because usually men are, you know, a little bit more intimidated in that situation. Now I would say more intimidated, but they're usually pretty much a little shy. So, you know, continue to open that door to say no matter who you are, no matter what happened to you, don't be afraid to speak out. You know, you need to be, we need to let these people know that it's not okay to do it to anyone. So shout out to him for doing that and even staying strong because he's been getting a lot of backlash. You know, people have been saying that he should keep his mouth shut or saying that he was in the wrong. And even the guy who, um, who did this, he was suspended for maybe about a month, and he's already back at the work now, so it's like, you gotta know that this dude barely was impacted by what, what he did, but he's still staying positive, he's still keeping his mouth, you know, not going silent, continuing to spread the word that people should be open and not hiding about this, so I'd say shout out to him for that, That's the, I'm just happy to see another person out there doing it. Nah, I definitely agree with that, and like, you can look no further than, like, Twitter and see all the jokes and all the people kind of telling... I've literally looked at the comments where they're like, oh, my God, you so big, and oh, my God, like, oh, you you let them do it, and oh, how, you know, why are you talking now, and oh, you probably liked it, and all that stuff. And, I mean, I read what Terry posted about, like, the account of this guy doing this to him, and the fact that this dude, I have friends who, guy friends, straight male friends, black, male, straight, I mean, not that it matters what color you are, but I got friends that are very close to me who have had situations like this happen to them, where a man of power, usually white, uh, feels that, hey, they can do anything in your presence, and the fact that this man grabbed Terry's nuts, like we just, let's just say it, he grabbed his nuts and not only did that, but did it in front of his wife. And like, the audacity that, like, how dare you think that you can do that to me? And like, Terry, for his credit, it's not that he kept quiet, but he, he did say what happened and he shared the news but the only reason he didn't go public with it was because he felt like this dude needed to go get help because he felt like he was uh, addicted to drugs. So he was really trying to help the dude, but when he saw nothing was happening, I mean, he, he took it public. So kudos to you, Terry, and 
man, man. I hope, I hope, I hope this dude gets what he deserves. Yeah. All right. We got anything else you want to show some love to? Oh yeah, I got something. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, first, I don't care what you guys say. You know I love Janet, and you know I love Michael. And you know all the other people I love, but I'm gonna give a shout out to Janet Jackson. Not her right now. I mean, always her, but not her right now. I'm gonna give a shout out to Kelly Alexander, who hosts the Kelly Alexander Show, and she's been doing like a uh, she she has a podcast and she um, uploads everything to YouTube. But she's been doing this series of interviews with all the people who were a part of Janet's Velvet Rope tour, which is 20 years old this year. Uh, that album and tour changed my life. I think it's one of the greatest tours I've ever seen of any artist, including her brother. Um, and I just think she does such a good job on her podcast. So from one podcasting family to another, I just want to give her a shout out. And then my second one is uh, the greatest shout out I could ever give because, and you all should be thankful for her because, you know, you got me. Uh but my mama, her birthday, this will be released on Thursday, so her birthday would have been yesterday. So, Mom, thank you for everything. Thank you for giving me life, for giving me my sense of humor, for just being the greatest woman I could ever look up to. Uh, I appreciate you more than you'll ever know. I love you, Mama. Happy birthday. Hey. I ain't about to cry, though. So you think you're funny, huh? I know. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> Are you my girlfriend? That's who you sound like right now. <laughs> She's behaving too. No, funny. All right, y'all. It's time for what's on our mind. I wanna know. Tell me what you're thinking. Austin coming in with the clutch, boy. Hey, uh, that's Hi-ya. right. Hey, hey that's dope. That was dope. That was that's, dope. My, that's my roommate. That's my best friend. <laughs> hey, <laughs> <laughs> shout out to our audio engineer Austin coming through once again with that dope little jingle for us. We're gonna keep adding little stuff like that. Keeps the podcast nice and smooth. So, uh, with that, we're gonna go ahead and get right into our topic for tonight. So, before we do that. P-Shock, you got someone you want to uh, Man, look, last week we had the pleasure of having the only president that we acknowledge, President Pat. Uh, he came through and blessed the podcast. But this week, we got the one, the only, Oprah's godchild, all right, Gil's cousin, Michael's <laughs> niece, the one and only, Amber Marie. What up, girl? Hello, fellas. <laughs> what's up? What's up? What up, though? It's How so good you? to finally be on the podcast. You guys are doing big things. Uh, you, know. you know, we try. Uh, we all <laughs> acting all humble. We all acting all humble. Finally, <laughs> have you? You know, it's it's, it's, it's perfect because you came in on episode twenty six. Oh <laughs> yes, because July twenty six is Ron and I's oh, birthday, God. and we, you know, it's okay. a very it's a special holiday, you know. <laughs> it's a blessed yeah, occasion. It's a special, you know, special day. Are y'all done or not? Nah? Sorry, bro. We can have uh, our yeah, day, bro. 
<laughs> Wait till episode five right, so. That's gonna be lit. Alright. It's gonna be a while. <laughs> Man. Alright, so the reason why we brought Miss Amber Bree in tonight is because we're gonna continue the conversation that we had last week and we figured it'd be great to get a woman's perspective to continue to go ahead and move this conversation further along. So uh kind of go ahead and Oh no doubt. Up. So gonna kinda start out the last episode. Um, so we wanted to kind of get, uh, an inside look, um, Amber. So we'll ask the same question as for you as a woman, <clears throat> what do you like do? What is your preparation like for, you know, when you're going out, um, is it any different maybe now that you're an adult and, um, your scenes or your venues are different compared to what it was when you were in, uh, at MSU? going out um what are some things you're always thinking about or have to have around you to feel comfortable um do you have to think Mm. think about the way you're dressed um because you always have that um i guess the i don't know what the best word would be about it but stigma of a way uh a woman dresses when they are outside um so yeah let us know like give us your input on those or what do you what do you do let's see when i actually go out I don't know. I'm more so thinking, okay, hopefully I'll have a friend with me um, or or I'll have somebody that's going to meet me when I get there. Um, I mean, as far as what I wear, I mean, not so much, not necessarily, um, but I'll say like I'm more concerned about making sure somebody knows that I'm where my whereabouts about my whereabouts and then also like you know my friends will will text each other, did you make it home? Did you make it home? And I'll, you know, say that when I am coming home, I'm thinking like you know, I'm thinking of, I'm trying to be extra aware of my surroundings and everything. And, you know, I I took a self-defense class earlier this year, actually. That was, that was free, you know, shout out to free. Hey, um, Amber ready, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, but I still think, you know, there's people that are, that talk about, you need a gun or you need this. And I'm like, I'm just, I'm not ready. I don't know about that. That's a little bit extreme, but I do feel like I try to be at least aware of my surroundings. If not, my mom will call me a million times anyway and make sure I'm alive. So. <laughs> Only child life. Shout out to mom. Shout out to mom. <laughs> oh, mama. Yeah. So. Did you ever carry uh, pepper spray when you're in college? No, I actually didn't. I should have. Like, I I don't know why I didn't, but I, I should have. East Lansing Street. And I've been meaning to buy some. I mean, it's to buy like the the heavy duty kind. All right. Um. So about so like so when we are discussing these topics, a lot of these things are about <clears throat> what we as men can do better. To one, protect the women in our lives, protect the women we might see that are being in these uh, situations, whether it's at work, whether it's on the street, wherever it is. Um, so I guess the next question would be is, as an, uh, <clears throat> as an adult now in the work field, um, especially if you're working on, like, that's not exactly sure what your whole career is, but at your workplace, how do you see males i guess interacting a lot with the women well i'm i'm fortunate right now to really have a a boss that she's been there for almost she's been the director of hr for almost 30 years and so um you know it's been also it's been really like a blessing because i i feel like i can kind of be myself and i don't worry that much but i do feel like you have you have little comments like i remember my first week um 
we had this, we had like an employee luncheon, like a quarterly luncheon. And when somebody saw me, one of the, I guess he's like a production person. He was like, oh, you know, that's the, that's the new pretty girl in HR. And he said something to the point where the other guys around were like, okay, watch yourself, <laughs> you know, and he's like probably 50, 60 years old. I don't remember what he said, but it was kind of like one of those things where it was funny because two other men were like, okay, chill, you know, you don't want to get in trouble. And also I work in HR, so I think people are always kind of a little bit scared that I'm going to, you know, report them or something. It's really not that deep. But, um, yeah, I mean, and I have, I mean, other situations are just being younger than a lot of people at work. So I have a coworker that's, you know, maybe six years older than me, but we're friendly and all that. But a few weeks ago, he started saying, um, he called me, he said, I have a, I have a question for you. And I'm like, okay, what's, what's your question? Well, first you have to say yes. Or I need you to know. He said, I need you to do me a favor, but first you have to say yes. And I'm like, uh, no, what do you want? And I'm like, okay, yes. Cause I'm like, I don't, what could it be? Right. And he's like, will you marry me? And I'm like, dude, he's married and he's already married with kids. Right. So I'm like, don't, no, don't ask me that. Yes. I'm like, don't ask me that. Don't even, I don't even like to play like that. And so I think later on he made, I, I, we were emailing about something else unrelated and he texted and he said that like, will you marry me? And I was like, stop saying that. Like, you know, and then maybe a couple of days later, it was one of the people that was under him, another person in his department. I don't want to be too, you know, say too much, but he, um, he was telling them like Amber, um, what do you say? Something like Amber needs, Oh no. Yeah. Amber, you know, me and Amber are talking, you know, me and Amber are in a relationship and I'm like, don't even play like that. Cause it'll be on me. Like, I don't want it to be one of those situations where I become, and it's, and it's such, cause it's such a fine line because, um, I think you, you don't want to be over, well, at least for me, I'm like, I don't want to be overly sensitive. Like I'm not, I don't feel threatened by him, but I just value marriage and value my own integrity. And I don't think it's cute to joke around about being married to somebody else's husband. You know what I mean? So it's just such a, it's frustrating. And he hasn't said it in a couple of weeks, but it's just like, uh, you know, I hate being in those situations, you know, where of course he's not going to do that to somebody that was maybe older, maybe higher up or, you know, whatever it may be. So, you know. That's, it's interesting that you have to, man, like you're dealing with sexism, ageism, mm-hmm. might even be a little bit of racism in there. And that you have to deal with all of that and still you have to have like that internal struggle on, well, is he joking or is he not? Or, you know, you, you can't just go to work. I'm not to say like, I'm sure you love your job. You love the people you work with, Mm -hmm. but you can't just go to work and have like a normal day without like, do you ever have, does this happen pretty much every day or is it like, no, I don't know what he was going through. <laughs> I won't say every day. I don't know. It was just like a period of time where, I mean, it was like a maybe it's with days in between or something. He would say that. And it's just so weird because I like him as a person. Everybody likes him. He's been there for many years. So it's just like, dang, you know, why? So I guess when all these claims that are coming up in on the, on the news, it's kind of like, okay, I can understand why you don't mention stuff, but mine hasn't been physical, you know, or I haven't felt threatened or you know, he's not my boss. So I can, so it's a little bit different, but it does, it is uncomfortable. It can be uncomfortable. I think when people like kind of, when it's just this fine line between appropriate and inappropriate and really just maybe for me is more so immoral. Like, 
no, I don't feel threatened, but you're married, and I don't, I just don't think it's cute. You know what I mean? So, so if it was not, um, I, I guess I'm just asking this question, but if he wasn't married, like, <laughs> what, <laughs> what would that? <laughs> what would that? These things yeah, matter. Would you feel if some type? Would, would you feel some type of way know. still about that? Yeah, and like to that point, Conrad, if he wasn't married, like, would you still consider it like harassment? I think it would be. It was, well, I'm not gonna speak for you, but I, I think like it could come off worse if you're not married, because then it could come off more seriously. That's a good point. I mean, I don't know. I, I really don't know, because I, I try not to entertain those kind of thoughts. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, like, what if he was? No, no. But I understand. No, I think it would, for me, it would maybe be a little bit better because I value marriage, and I know that we're living in times when marriage is, uh, is you know, being threatened, and is, you know, it's not. Is not the most secure foundation in our country right now. So I think it probably would be a little bit better, but I guess it would be different ways to, to go about it. And then you, you have to think about dating in the workplace and all those things, which, you know, that's for another day. But You know, like you bringing that up, I've had conversations with, with male coworkers and we talk about sometimes like, oh, have you been... Do you think you've been sexually harassed by the opposite sex? And it's interesting that most of the time we just, we don't even think about it. It's like a joke. And it's not until someone else brings, like I remember a few weeks ago, uh, how do I want to say this? I was talking <laughs> to a and a person or a, a, a person that we worked with who doesn't work for our company. So one of our customers kept calling one of our employees sweet cakes. And this was a dude, it was a guy and the people he were, he was working with on that day were both women and they found that to be funny. So everybody made a joke of it. And it was like, when I heard it, I was like, you know, did anyone ask him if he felt uncomfortable? Because here is this, you're working with all women and this woman is now calling you sweet Kate's, which is, I mean, I'm assuming talking about a part of your body and, but no one's taking it serious. Like no one, no one even thought to take it serious. And if it were flipped around, it would not only be taken serious, but there would be a lot more consequences at play with that non-employee. So I don't know, like, I wonder, like, Ron and Conrad, do you guys ever feel like you face uh, harassment in the workplace? Because we know it's not all just man to women. It happens in many different cases. We talked about Terry Crews earlier. Uh, personally, no, I haven't feel like I've been the victim or on the receiving side. But I've definitely have seen cases of, you know, things like that. Sweet Cakes mentioned, uh, you mentioned, I've seen definitely people just cross that line where it's like this is inappropriate for work and you could tell that the visibly one person was maybe not i wouldn't say like visibly uncomfortable but just not fully in with the joke at, at the very mm-hmm. least yeah i yeah i haven't uh personally experienced any uh sexual harassment <clears throat> and just like uh Vishak was saying it's not even something we like i think about like oh you know, I'm around these women and they're going to talk to me this way or touch me in this way. It's like not something I think about, which is crazy because 
that's what a woman is dealing with every day, especially if she's in a male a male dominant career. <clears throat> and I had something to ask Amber, based off what um, B Shock said about like how, like you see this a lot with like older generation <clears throat> male when they see a <clears throat> a woman or someone especially who's younger than them, you know they'll call them sweetie or honey or beautiful, um, you know all these. Um, other terms they could say of endearment to them but then recently i saw something <clears throat> saying that you know i think it was uh it was an article written by a woman saying like you know i'm tired of these older men calling me these names you don't deserve you don't, you have no right to call me that we have no uh you know relationship and <clears throat> so i always wanted I, at what point i guess because Amber, um, I'm asking you this question because you probably, you're the one who's closest related to that. And I'm sure it has happened to you where an older generation will call you Han or, you know, sweetie or something. Where do you, what line do you take that? I guess to me, I'm just saying, what part of it is it like wrong to call someone that? I guess, and, and I'm looking at it from an older generation where it was something that they just, you know, set up to the everyday to their like you know daughters or someone who was younger than them that showed endearment but now we're seeing that like showing like you know you don't deserve to call me that because we have no correction or no core or relationship at all for you to even to start saying that so how do you feel about um that topic interesting i feel like well you have to put it in context because right now i live you know i'm detroit native woo-woo. but i mean right now i live in dallas so a lot of people use pet names. It's, you know, how they do in the South. Like, there are, you know, my receptionist at work, she's like the mother where I work. And so she'll come on, honey and baby, and she'll give a kiss on the cheek and all that. Um, I don't really do that, maybe because that's just not my thing. But um, I don't, in a dating situation, like when I first meet somebody, I don't prefer to be like, sweetie. I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's just not my thing. It's kind of condescending or something to me. But I think it's just a personal preference. And also, I mean, in a work situation, I'm always trying to make sure I have definite boundaries because when you are single and young, you never know how somebody could take it. And I'm not, you know, trying to get my Alicia Keys on, if you know what I'm saying. So, So, no, I love love Alicia. I'm sorry. But (laughs) just in case I ever get to meet her. See, I don't even know what you meant. Yeah, but so I don't necessarily, I'm not super touchy-feely at work, like where my receptionist is because she's in her 50s. She'll hug and stuff and she'll say, "You, you know, Amber doesn't like to hug or whatever. And I'm just like, I try to be hyper aware of that. Like it was like one of my coworkers, I saw him earlier in the day and he was going to, I guess, give me a hug, but there's other people around and I don't even know how he's going to do that. But anyway, and then later on, he saw the receptionist. Like I said, she's like the mother and she gave him a hug and a kiss. And he was like, well, I didn't want to hug you in front of, you know, in the newsroom in front of people and stuff. So it's just, it's interesting. Like, I think, I think in terms of context, I think of like all these different factors and because I don't want anything to, guess I don't I always think about perception like I want to be respected in the in my workplace in general I am very aware of the kind of things I do and um yeah you know try to dress appropriately and stuff too like I think we we mentioned that or Conrad kind of brushed um against that so I mean now that you bring that up because that's been like a hot topic and we (laughs) uh I mean you had just like over a week ago with the gymnast with Gabby Douglas and I think mm-hmm. 
I forget, they then won so many gold medals, they got so many different names, but the first group of five, or group of six, who won all the medals, I think the Fab Five, Allie Raisman came mm-hmm. out and said that she was assaulted by their team doctor, mm-hmm. and then Gabby made a statement saying, you know, hey, if women dress more modestly, and, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't put themselves out there like that, then, you know, maybe that wouldn't happen to you. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to hear from you, like, what are your thoughts on, one, that argument, and two, like, like where do you stand with that issue? Yeah. Well, I did listen to your previous podcast and I appreciated some of the comments like where Patrick was saying men aren't held accountable and they're not reprimanded. And um, and I agree with that because, I mean, no matter what you wear, it should it shouldn't be this whole. I think there's this um, underlying uh, belief that men are they can't control themselves like men are just, um, you know, boys will be boys. He mentioned that. Well, then turn the boys into men. You know what I mean? Like, yes. It's yes, um, maybe you'll see something, you'll be attracted to it, but that doesn't give you the right to attack somebody, you know? So I think that we have to be careful about like, well, if you would have done this, this wouldn't happen. No, if you were raised to respect people and to um, know that no means no, and so that, you know, you don't take advantage of people, um, then that wouldn't happen. So I think that is just an inappropriate statement. And I think we just have to, we need to change the narrative to men can control themselves. And because when we say it in sense of like, oh, you know, boys will be boys. They're going to, you know, when they can't call women, then you can't then say, well, they couldn't control, you know, but then you wouldn't say that about a rape victim. You know what I mean? So it has to be all around that men, yes, you can control yourself. You are in control of your body and you are in control of the things you say. Um, so I think that's just important. Um, Do you you think that, uh, uh, I guess when we're talking about changing boys to men and that narrative, do you think that it's easier for a mother to change that narrative or for a father to change? Look at you trying to to pinhole me. Well, I mean, we have a lot of, (laughs) I see what you're, I see what you're trying to get at, but no, um, I think we have to deal with what's presented to us right now. And right now you do have a lot of um, particularly children of color that are raised in single parent households. And so um, I think that's where mentorship comes in because obviously you have a little boy, he's going to do what, what other men are doing or what other little boys are doing. And if there isn't a man in the household, you know, he'll find his own representation of what manhood is. So I just think, um, it's important to for a woman to find a mentor, somebody that she feels would be a good representative and teacher for her child, you know, because um, it's not good enough to say, well, I don't have, I didn't have that male figure. So now I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. You know, it's like, um, once you know better, you should do better. And so, I mean, that's kind of what I want to see more of. Cause I do, I mean, I know you guys, we're supposed to, I don't know if we're going to get there, but we addressed what Michelle Obama was saying about um, kind of men not, well, what I interpreted her saying is men not being, I mean, you know, mothers are so, especially single mothers, they want to coddle, they want to coddle their boys, you know, they don't want them to, they don't want anything to happen to them, so then they shelter them and they don't really give them the, 
give them the reprimanding that they need when they do things that are that are wrong or they're disrespectful. Um, and so that so when she was when she when she was talking about it, I was like, oh my gosh, like that is so true. But what do you, I'm more about? Okay, what do you do now? And it's just like I have a friend that you know she's raising her 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 son by herself, and I recommend it. Like I know somebody that has a mentorship program. Get him into that mentorship program instead of just saying, well, that's my baby. You know, he's just free spirited. Well, he's a little free spirited, but needs to get some discipline. How about that? So, <laughs> I I do kind of want to jump in here because okay, speaking from the perspective of a man who was raised by a single mm-hmm. woman who has a birthday coming up. Happy birthday, mom. Um, my mama didn't raise or did not. I I would not say. And look, mm-hmm. my family may disagree <laughs> if they heard this. But my mom raised me to be very respectful, and I thought mm-hmm. she was very hard on me and my mm-hmm. brother, and taught us how to treat women, and taught mm-hmm. us what was acceptable and what was not acceptable. So while mm-hmm. I do get where um, the queen, Michelle Obama, was coming <laughs> from, I do not agree with the fact that that is only towards single moms. I think that mm-hmm. is a that's something that you could say that you know, that happens in in in, in uh, dual-parent households where yeah. there is a father in the household and the mom may not give the same expectations of her son that she does her daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm just speaking from my, my experience that my mom would be... <laughs> I think of the whoopings that I got for not <laughs> holding the door open or for not... Uh, saying uh ma'am when I spoke to her or saying something under my breath I remember every single one so mm-hmm. I know for sure my mom and I give her all the credit for teaching me the right way mm-hmm. to treat a woman uh, mm-hmm. while I did to your point Amber I did have a lot of mentors mm-hmm. every night I went to bed I knew who who I had to answer to when I woke up in the morning mm-hmm. that was God and then it was my mama so, well, that's, I and that's so, that. and I know hats off to your mom. And I think I almost feel like I was spoiled in college because somehow I was fortunate enough to get guy friends who actually had some sense. And then I felt like I graduated and, you know, was an adult. And now I'm just like, dang, like sometimes the way guys talk, like I just, when it comes to, I do feel like you and Brian and Evan, you know, you guys hold each other accountable. And I know that if they do something that's out of line, you guys are going to, even you, Brian, being the oldest, are going to be like, okay, that's not cool. But that is not, that's not typical, though, to be honest. In my, and just in, at least the people I know. Like, it's just kind of like, man, you know how us, how men are going to talk. This is just how we, we do. And so you might be at a restaurant, look at that ass, you know, and all this stuff. And I don't know what y'all do when I'm not around, but I'm just saying, <laughs> y'all fooled me, y'all got me fooled. <laughs> and, it's just, <laughs> and it's just like, you know, that kind of stuff where it's just like, dang, like who, like who raised you sometimes? I have these who raised you moments, you know? And so, yes, if you have that accountability, then that is important. But if you don't, and if you see another man and or you hear another man being disrespectful, then you should say something, you know, or because I think they'll be more likely to respect you than if I say it, then it's like, oh, she just nagging or something, you know. But Amber, you're trying yeah. to tell me that with your group of girlfriends, when you're out and about, y'all don't talk about men <laughs> in a specific way. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, no, I'm, no, I'm not what I'm saying, but I'm just saying making it seem 
And of course, this conversation is about us men, so you have all the right to call us out that way. <laughs> you victim blaming? No. I mean, it's not just that. It's just like, it's just like, uh, it's just a little stuff. Like when I know that I've heard of situations where people will go on a group trip, they'll be engaged or married and maybe go off with another woman or something. And I just know in our circle, if somebody's cheating on somebody else, immense the guys wouldn't be like, oh, that's cool, man. You got to do what you got to do. It would be like, nah, like that's not cool. And I just think that's how it should be. There needs to be accountability for actions. That's just, I mean, that's just an aside. Maybe I, I'm off topic. But, you know, that's just kind of what I mean. I think you're saying something important, though. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think it's just luck that you got the group of friends you have. Like, <laughs> I know it's not luck that I'm, you know, I got the group of friends I got because mm-hmm. I know how many friends I don't have anymore. Um <laughs> I think it's what you tolerate and it's what you allow around you. And I think mm-hmm. that's credit to your parents. It's credit to all of our parents. The fact that, mm-hmm. you know, you don't allow certain stuff. And I'm not saying mm-hmm. we're perfect. I know we're not perfect. Yeah, I'm not perfect. No, just okay, here we go. <laughs> but I think you are hitting at something important that you have to be responsible for the energy you bring towards mm-hmm. you. Like, if you're going to allow that around you, mm-hmm. then you're saying that you're like that. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't have it both ways. Like, oh, I'm I'm good. I would never do anything like that. But that's still my friend. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. If you're allowing that in your in in your mm-hmm. your space, then you're saying that, hey, part of me is like this. I, I accept whatever this person is doing and I'm going to I probably do something similar. Yeah. So I think it's credit to you too for making sure yeah. you got the right right energy around you. Well, so. let me add this too because I, I don't want anybody to think I'm like mad at you. Day, like, dang, nah, I lost my my train of thought. Oh gosh, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, no. I was gonna say it's not too late to change. You know, like mm-hmm. yes, when we're younger, yes, you may, you do little things. You're immature. You're insecure. Not, I mean, we just as people, we're insecure, and so we do things to make ourselves feel better, and we maybe mistreat people, and then you learn and you do better. So, I mean, I think this is the year of accountability and self-reflection when you think about it. Like Jay Z, Ron's best friend or Ron's favorite rapper. I mean, just for him to come out—that's huge for him to come out and be like, "Dang, I did this because I wasn't secure in who I was, or I cheated on my wife, or and you know, I used to sell drugs, and I have some." It seems like he has some regrets about it. I think that's important. So it's never too late to look back and be like, I could have done things better and I want to do better, you know? So that's just an aside. How does a how does a man come out to something that he's done as far as harassment and still be looked mm. at as he's being genuine and like And that's big. Cuz that's a big thing, right? Like yeah. I'm saying. I mean and and, I, and it should happen more, but if it happened more, I guess we wouldn't be having all these stories coming out now in 2017 that happened 20 10 years ago or whatever you know so like how how does a how does someone and maybe this is like way over our you know point of topic or how if we can answer it but i always think about that if because it there is a there is a time for a person to change and there's or will always be time for people to change and try to make their lives better and um you know what they at the end of the day they made that mistake they did that they harmed they impacted a woman in some sort of way and they'll never be able to take it back um but no, I think but, 
Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I think that I will. <laughs> sometimes I might be a little bit too optimistic, but I think that first you have to admit that you did something wrong because there's a difference between responses. So you have the response of somebody that actually says I did it and I'm apologetic. And there's somebody that's like, oh, I don't really recall that happening. Like, I'm not sure if it, you know, it might have happened. It might not have happened. Like, do you remember? Did, were you there? Did you sleep with somebody? Or did you not? You know what I mean? But I think there's a difference. And I think that we, I'm probably going to get in trouble for saying this, but I think that if somebody is willing to redeem themselves, then you should give them that chance. That doesn't mean that they don't have to pay the consequences for their actions too. Like obviously when you have somebody like, I mean, this is not sexual assault, but Chris Brown and his issues and then people just being so willing to just completely, I mean, at 21, you just ready to just bash him for right, for the rest of his life. I don't think that's fair. You know, like that's just me as a person. Cause I always feel like if you're willing to, to, I mean, obviously he made some questionable choices after that, but just in general, anytime you do something wrong, like if you are, if you have sexually assaulted somebody, admit that you did something wrong. Don't act like you don't know that you did it, you know? And then be willing to accept the consequences and then try to redeem yourself however you can redeem yourself. You know, I don't know what that looks like for different people because obviously some people aren't going to want to be around you anymore. But, you know, donate some of that money you made off of being a sleazeball to a good cause or something. You know what I mean? Like do something positive. (laughs) Do something positive with what you have, you know? And that makes sense because you see, what is that? Uh... Harvey Weinstein, whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. And he comes out and he's like, yeah, I want to check myself into therapy. And and then like mm-hmm. does all this and he's out in like a week and he's also in a better person. And I feel like that's... Mm-hmm. And granted, I have no right to say whether he was fixed within that week or not. But like... <laughs> but it's hard for me to believe that. And so I feel like it's harder for someone of a public figure to do that. And you, I would feel like Okay, if I had to rewrite this whole thing and be like, yo, Harvey's going to come out, say he's you know, apologetic of all the crap he did and like his, um, you know, and now he's about to make his life better and check himself into rehab. And if he would have done that and then like not made a big like scene about him going to rehab and just went and did it on his personal time, you know, maybe told... uh that his company or whatever, like, you know, I'm out of this picture and I'm just going to do my thing. And whenever I come back, I come back, whether I'll have people supporting me still or not, whatever. But at least I know that I genuinely took this time to um, apologize to the survivors and the victims. And now I'm going to take my time and I'm going to lose people. I'm going to lose support. I'm going to lose endorsement. I'm going to lose fans. I'm going to lose all these, this money, but at least, like, I'm doing something to better myself. Did he do that? Maybe. he. I'll never know, but I just... It's hard for to see someone a figure like that, and then when you look at someone who's no one knows, that's committed this foul thing to come out and be like, you know, I did this, and I'm not proud of it, and and it's, I don't know, it's, it's like, you know, it's... I wish it was, I wish it was, I always wonder, like, for you to do something that horrendous, I wish it was that easy for you to also say I'm sorry once you got caught and genuinely made it. Because I am I, I agree with you, Amber. I feel like there's, every, everyone deserves a chance to come back and be a better person. Because if that's the case, then there'll be a, a cycle, a cycle of negativity, a cycle of hurt. And 
And I can't say that, you know, these people, especially the survivors, I'm not taking anything away from them. And they, they deserve all the right to be up, upset and ashamed of these people. Um, well, well, let me just say this, though. If if you did something to somebody, and it looks like he was a big wig in Hollywood. So if for 30 years you've been harassing women, in a week, don't expect to receive forgiveness. So I just want to make that clear. It's not about that. It's about, as a person, he needs to work on himself and go away and do what he has to do. But, you know, I mean, that's that's all I wanted to say about that. <laughs> Amber, I'm curious, what, so, because I was working with a, um, with a female coworker yesterday, and she actually made a joke about all of the different sexual assault cases coming day after day, and, yeah, a female coworker yesterday, and she made a joke, she was like, well, hey, who do you think's gonna be next? to accuse someone of sexual assault. And I sat there and I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't know one, but I don't know. Like I, and she, she was like, yeah, it's just getting crazy. And she, she meant it as like a, a joke, but I'm curious to hear from your perspective, like day after day after day, you're hearing new, new people come up. You're hearing, uh, new people uh, uh, receiving the consequences of what they've done. Like today, uh, um, House Member Conyers, who represents Detroit, he quote-unquote retired, but honestly he stepped down after being um, accused of sexual assault a few weeks ago. Uh, I'm going to say this guy's name wrong, but I'm going to say it. Danny Matterson who used to be on 70, 70 Rock, or 70 Show, that 70 Show. Um, he, he was kicked off of the Netflix show that he was on because he's been accused by four women of sexual assault. And it was announced today that uh, House of Cards is going to continue, but without uh, Kevin Spacey because of his accusations. So it's happening every day. I'm just curious, like, how do you... How do you feel about all of the 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 flood of accusations? And then, like, how do you even stay sane through hearing all of these these different accounts of such pain and the fact that these women and some men had to deal with this for years and years of their life? Like, how do you feel about it? It's actually even more magnified because I work at a news station, so I have a TV by my desk. And so even when I leave my office, there's a TV, there's a TV on the way to the bathroom. There's just, so it's kind of like a the dark cloud. Um, but I mean, I think that sometimes when people see stuff all over and over again, they get desensitized. And I think that might've been the case with your, um, with your coworker where she just feels like, well, you know, it's somebody new every day. So she's kind of desensitized. Um, Part of that might be deflection because you don't know what she's been through either. But um, I think, you know, it's really it's really unfortunate. But I think it's it's actually powerful because it needs to be a magnifying glass on how men misuse their power in the workforce and just in general. Um, so I think that this is something that at least it'll be in the back of people's minds. Like, hmm, like when this person says this to me, maybe that's inappropriate. I should, you know, I'm not going to accept that. or Maybe people will be more clear about, um, like, 
Yeah, I mean, just be aware of the things that they do, you know, and things that they say. And people should be able to come out and say that's inappropriate and I'm not going to accept that. So, um, you know, this is just the time that is happening and this is the time when we're discussing it, you know. And it's funny because my mom called me like while I was at work and was just like, well, you know, I guess she just wanted me to make sure that I was careful and that, you know, just aware of or just wanted to make sure nothing was happening to me at work or something, you know, like just, you know, this, a lot of this stuff happens and it happens throughout your life, you know, and this is the kind of things that just happen at work. Um, but you know, that's unfortunate, but it is like a conversation that is almost like you're going to have to have with your future children, like what's acceptable and what's not acceptable when they go to work. Mm. So, so do you, do you, uh, do you agree with that? I think Pat Patrick had a point on it last episode about, um, good touches and bad touches. And we always see also this on uh, a lot of it was being going around about like, you know, your kid doesn't have to be touched or hugged by every single person, or you don't have to go sit on, you know, uncle's lab if you don't want to. Um, and so I always wonder, cause, because like, <laughs> yeah, cause I was saying, cause, you know, growing up, I, it also changes with the, you know, generation because, Growing up, you know, if Uncle called you over, you you go over and sit on his lap and he talks to you and you know whatever you know bounces you up and down blah blah blah. Um, and now it's like you know if, if Uncle calls you over, you don't have to go to him if you feel if you don't feel uh, you know comfortable. And but then I guess how do you teach your how would you feel like teaching your like what would you take the steps to like teaching your kid to know those differences between hey you know if Uncle is doing this just let me know or if because it's just so hard to be like especially in my culture it's like if your elder calls you over and you say no it's like <gasps> what like you just disrespected your uncle or you just disrespected your auntie or you know your grandpa or grandma and and as our generation grows it's like those things are sad but we have to think about that now because before it wasn't it wasn't um, it wasn't as publicized or it wasn't as talked about now, which is, which is great that it's being talked about now. But I, th I think that's what changes the, the demeanor of what it used to be back then. I mean, you know, of us younger people when we, and you hear all these, this is where it comes out. Like, you know, having cousins or, you know, sisters uh, coming out later, like, you know, my grandpa touched me this way or, my uncle did this or, you know, my auntie touched me this way because you didn't know as a kid, but, you know, you already trust this person as your auntie and your uncle, like they would never do something to you like this. So, yeah, I wanted to see what you thought about those things, because, you know, if you're I don't know what your plans are, but if you're ever a parent, how do you feel about teaching your kids or having those discussions with your kids about, you know, good touches, bad touches or. Yeah. No, I think that's, I'm so glad he said that because it's something, I mean, I've thought about, but I don't know how you necessarily address it. But um, I think that maybe we have to teach our kids to be, res there's this thing being like respectful and being nice. You know, we're always like, be nice. So that means you do whatever adult tells you to do, but you have to almost let them know that you do what's, what an adult tells you to do within reason, within boundaries. Like some areas they can't, they're not allowed, to, people aren't allowed to touch, you know? And it's sadly, um, but I think it's good that we have these conversations now because I think even more so in the past than ever, you know, it was more so like, don't, you know, don't talk about it. You know, that's disgrace to the family. But I, I think it's good that we're, that these kind of things are coming out because 
you know, it's really important to talk about. And I mean, this year alone, I've heard so I've had conversations with women who have been, I mean, raped. And a lot of times it's by a relative. So to Conrad's point, um, it's not it's not really the right. I don't think it's the most appropriate thing to say, like, oh, anytime an adult tells you to do something, anytime uncle tells you to do something, you should do it like within reason, within boundaries, you know, and obviously if they're too young to be able to express that. And then maybe they don't, that person doesn't even need to be around your child alone, you know, because it's just, we're just living in times when we're aware of things. So we need to act accordingly, you know? Um, So it's just, it's sad, but it just, it's true. That's real. That's real. Cause I, I mean, just thinking about like (laughs) growing up, how many times, or I heard a lot of my family, oh, you know, that's just your, that's just your uncle or that's just your aunt. That's just how your cousin acts, and like that was it. That was all the explanation, all the explanation you needed to not basically say anything about it. And God, that's it's sad to think about now being older. Well, hey. So on a positive note, Amber, if you had one message to give us men that you as a woman would like to see us change in 2018 or in the rest of our lives or little things that you that you personally feel like man if that dude had the right guidance or if that dude was taught this way what is one thing you you always think you if you had the chance to tell a man and who or you had a, a chance to check a man what would you tell him what would you tell him don't don't dismiss our feelings you know like don't just dismiss us all as crazy like really try to listen to what we're saying and, um, you know, react accordingly. Like, don't just, I mean, you know, you have female friends and you want to talk to them about an issue, then do that. But don't just like when, especially in a dating situation, don't just say, well, she's crazy. She doesn't know what she's talking about. You know, um, just cherish, cherish the women that are, um, are in your life for sure. And that's, I mean, that's all I can say. Deep. (laughs) Well, Ron, take us out, man. All right. So with that, we can go ahead and get on up out of here. But before we do that, we got to make sure y'all know how y'all can get at us. So if you are interested in adding to anything you've heard us talk about tonight or if you listen to any of our other 25 episodes, we'll go back to episode one if you want to talk to us. You can get at us at our inbox, Podcast at gmail.com. You can get us on pretty much all social media at Hoosmans, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on there. If you are listening to us on iTunes or SoundCloud or anything like that, make sure you hit the like and the retweets and the review, rating, all that type of stuff. We need to continue to get the feedback so that way we can make sure people are can see us and see that we're putting out good content that people can enjoy. All right. So other than that, I think we can go ahead and get up out of here. Is there anywhere that you want people to be able to reach you at, Miss Anne Marie? Um, well, you can follow me on Instagram, um, Amber Bam, A-M-B-U-R-R-R-B-A-M, so bird like Gucci, and, <laughs> and um, hopefully in the new, <laughs> and in the near future, hopefully, I'm going to have my podcast, The Chocolate Truth, so hey. really look out for that. Hey, definitely look out for that. We'll be supporting you the whole way, so. Yeah, can we come on? Of course. One at a time, though. That's a lot. That's, yeah, yeah, like, there's a lot going on. <laughs> y'all lie. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You're always welcome. You'll always be welcome. 
<laughs> That's great. All right, Kyle, we're gonna catch uh, you. Well, again, yeah, thanks, Amber, for joining us today. It was real dope to have you on here. Um, Thank and so you can find me on that fella underscore Connie on Twitter, uh, Big C twenty two on Instagram. Hey y'all, y'all have a good weekend. Be safe. Be smart. Love on your significant others. Love on the women in your lives, and protect them. And be the first step to changing, you know, the stigma and the actual facts that are happening to women on a daily, on a daily basis. And it starts with us men. So just go out there and be different. Positive vibes all day, baby. Be shot. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't at me at God, but for real, at Amber, okay? She is so dope. And I can't wait to hear your new podcast. I know it's going to be amazing. Okay. Um, what else? Again, happy birthday, mama. And, uh, you know, chicken grease. And, you know, chicken is good for you. Okay. Don't be afraid to eat it. Uh, fried. All right. That's really good. And check out, check out, you know what? Take some time and check out the Spike Lee collection, all right? I had a great time this weekend, kind of just walking my way through his filmography. So, if you get some time, start with the TV show on Netflix. She's got to have it. And then, you know, make your way through some of his movies. And, you know, swag you out, Spike, one more time. So, Ron, take us home. All right, so if you want to get at me, you can catch me at Life on Twitter. That's pretty much the only place you're going to catch me. So once again, thank you, Amber, for joining us. It was great to have you. Appreciate your input. Definitely got some great insight. Hey, and with that, 444 in stores now. Hey, y'all get that. Darno. <laughs> What's up, Darno? Oh, What's up, my <laughs> I'm mad that sounded good too late. <laughs> <laughs>